in a world saturated with podcasts, Two Brothers, One Bible stands out as an intriguing addition to the audio landscape. Ooh, oh, that was good. What yeah, do you think yeah, about that? That's good. I don't have any idea what that means. No, no. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible, a podcast coming to you from Columbia, Tennessee, and New Song Baptist Church is where we are, and uh, I'm Robert Wakefield. I'm Peter Searson. And it's great to see you, Peter. How are you today? I'm great, Robert. You doing all right? I'm doing very well. Tell me, we're in another episode, another award-winning episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we haven't won any awards yet. Oh, no. Uh, Your thoughts so far on our Mount Rushmore series, what do you think? I, I like it. I, I think, uh, you know, I've been talking with some folks, and uh, they enjoy what we're doing, and uh, hopefully we've kind of invoked them thinking about, you know, if I had four verses, what are those bedrock verses that kind of identify my faith? And so we have shared uh, three of our verses. We have. We're going to do uh, one of yours today. We're going to do one of mine today, and then we're going to do yours, uh, you're going to do yours later. That's the way it's going to work, yeah. <laughs> I have a keen sense for the obvious. You know, you really, it's uncanny. Well, you know, I'm very proud of that. Well, and... you should be. You should be. Yeah. <laughs> well, today's verse is going to uh, come to us uh, from uh, Ephesians. Mm-hmm. And this is one of my Mount Rushmore verses. That's right. And so uh, let me go ahead and read uh, the verse right now. It's Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. And here's what it says. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is the deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Mm, Wow. Oh, (laughs) I'm telling you what, that that belongs right up there. Well, yeah, there's some really good words in there. <laughs> there are some good words. So you may be wondering. Yeah. You may be, I, I'm, you're probably wondering why this is my Mount Rushmore verse. So go ahead and ask me that. Well, I wasn't wondering that, but I will <laughs> ask you. I mean, I, to, honestly, Robert, I think it's obvious. I, I mean, the, the power of what Paul is saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will go ahead. I'll humor you. Okay. And and ask you why why this verse, Robert? Of all the verses, why <laughs> these two verses? Well, uh, I'll tell you. Okay. Um, the reason why is because they're like you said, they're powerful. Yeah. But the second thing is, I've heard people in the past, and I, I've probably even said it. Well, I sure hope I get to heaven. Mm, okay. Yeah. I sure, boy, I, I sure hope I'm good enough to right to see those pearly gates and yeah. you know i sure you know i'm not so sure if my salvation is if i'm really saved i'm not really sure of that this verse knocks that out of the park it really does it just blows me away yeah yeah so that's why that's why i, I wanted to but there's a build-up to this verse well absolutely there's a build-up so so build it up take okay it, take here we thing. go let's okay. let's build this thing up it's like the crescendo we did in, on one of the other i know episodes. so we'll start 
slow or start soft and get louder. All right. Okay. Well, we're not going to start soft. That's musical terms for those of you scoring at home. But uh, in verses 11 and 12, I'm yeah. going to go back up to verses okay. 11 and 12. All right. So in 11, it says, In him we were also chosen, having, pe- having been predestined according mm. to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And it talks about there that inheritance. That's right. the idea of that inheritance. Yeah. And there's nothing we can do to get an inheritance. I mean, there's no earning an inheritance. No, I mean, either your family has it or they don't. That's exactly right. Yeah. So I love the idea of the inheritance part of this, that we're going to inherit the, these blessings from him. Right. And uh, so that that was a part that I, that I wrote down. It's it's a word that is connected with family. Mm-hmm. It shows sonship. It so shows daughtership. Right. Um, and and when God adopted us into His family, we get the inheritance. Right. And this the idea that I read about is the, this idea of adoption in the Roman times. If you were adopted into a family, everything that you had before was erased. Mm-hmm. You were a new person. If you owed debts to the old old self, you didn't have to pay them. Yeah, absolutely. Because you are now a new family member. Mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you're you're exactly right. That's that's what it's talking about. In fact, my my translation, I had the the New American Standard, and uh, verse thirteen starts out with "Now you Gentiles." Mm-hmm. So Paul's really taking it a step further. And and he's talking about us being grafted in to the to the gospel message. You know, uh, as you read through the the Old Testament, we weren't part of the plan. No, we were not. Now we probably were in God's God's mind uh, oh. that you know post Christ. Uh, but um, you know, Paul's making it very clear that this gospel message is for us too. We're part of the inheritance. Yes, uh, I I love that. I love the fact that we're part of the inheritance. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, you know, from uh, Adam, uh, we inherited a a broken planet. Mm -hmm. Uh, We inherited, you know, a a sin life. But from God, we inherited, we inherit the life eternal. Yeah. Everything perfect, everything fixed, nothing's broken anymore. That's, oh, I just love that. Uh, The word predestined. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, uh, because there seems to be some issues with predestined that's mentioned here. You know, I think a lot of people, they hear that, they think, I have no choice. There's no free will. God's already kind of orchestrated everything. And, and um, you know, the, the difference is we've, we've talked before, Robert, about the sovereignty of God. And the sovereignty, again, means God puts limitations on himself. You and I have a hard time doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, we we try to hold ourselves in check, but sometimes it's hard, especially when it comes to knowledge. Knowledge for us helps us make decisions. So if we know something, uh, then we're going to act upon what we know. God knows everything. Right. But it doesn't mean he coerces us to do what he already knows what we're going to do. He just knows what we're going to do. Right. And so there's a big difference. He's not manipulating us. He's not forcing us. Uh, he's not writing the script for us. 
Uh, he is just knowing when we come to a fork in the road, a decision to be made, he knows which path we're going to take. He knew Adam was going to fall in the garden. Absolutely. He knew that was going to happen. No surprise at all. And he had a plan in place when it did happen. That's right. So so really, pre, this predestined is more meaning of predetermined. Yes. He knew what we were going to do. Yeah, and that's why I say when we get to, to verse 13, when it talks about the Gentiles, that was in God's heart and mind all along. Mm-hmm. And, and I think when God calls Abram to, to be the, the beginning and the chosen people, I think they were chosen to tell the other nations about who God is. And um, I, they, they didn't do it. And sometimes you and I, as Christians, we, we don't tell we as don't. well as we ought to. Not, not, not like we should. No. Not, not like we should. Uh, I read, uh, you know, I read a Greek word. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. The Greek word uh, for this uh, predestined is mm-hmm. the Greek word parisio. Yeah, it is. Is that, is that yeah, how you say parisio, that? Parisio. Uh-huh. Parisio, uh, which is actually two words. Right. It's a, it's a compound word. Pro meaning for, as in foreknowledge. Mm-hmm. And horizo meaning horizon. Yeah. So God has this predetermined. Parizo, he he knows what's coming in the future, right? Because he's he's God. Yeah, yeah. You so know, it's not a predestination like he's picking and choosing. Okay, you're in and you're not. Yeah. Well, you know, and I mean, if you really want to blow your mind, before Genesis one one, God knew everything. <laughs> it's not like it's revealed on a daily basis. Okay. He knows everything. Right. And he knew it all before the dawn of time. Yeah, because he's not, he's not regulated by time or space. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah. that's, that's, so, that's so good. I, I wanted to talk about that uh, predestination. I'm uh, glad you stuff. did because you're right. There's a lot of people that um, they, they put either too much power on it or not enough and, or misunderstand and they feel like, well, I've, I've got no free will. Uh, you know, in some denominations, just feel like, well, you know, what I, I was powerless in that situation, mm-hmm. and, and that is not the case at all. That that is not the case. So we're we're building up to the the uh, the big the big crescendo here. Right. And <clears throat> let's see, what did I write down for verse twelve? Uh, in verse twelve, he's, it says here, what does it say there, Peter? Uh, oh, in order that we who were put who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory mm-hmm. um here here is this this idea again of being first in our hope in christ there's those two i, I singled that out because in christ was used again right we we mentioned that back in the romans we did how how important that is and then so then we get to verse 13 yeah well let's let's point out i mean he's talking about verse 12 he's saying that that we jews so he's he's, he's right. bearing out what we're talking about here and and he reflects what he he's doing. It kind of mirrors verses thirteen and fourteen. He says it's God's purpose that we the Jews were were first trusting in Christ to bring praise and glory. And then verse fourteen, he wraps up and he says so that we can bring praise and glory. And the we in that that part is as Gentiles. As Gentiles. Okay, that's that's excellent. And, and so here we go. Are are you ready? I, yeah. Okay. And verse thirteen. And you also were included in Christ mm-hmm. when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, that salvation, the rescue, when you heard what the rescue was, 
when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, mm. the promised Holy Spirit. So now listen, yeah. this this marking with a seal, right? that's huge. It is. Because in my mind, if he is going to take the time to say, okay, that one's mine. Right. Oh, just get out of the way. Yeah. And shut the door. Sure. Because <laughs> yeah. that's just how powerful that is. Point. When we became, when we heard the gospel and responded to the gospel and became his, he marked us with the seal. Right. And that seal is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that the Holy Spirit lives in us. Isn't that great? It's just incredible. Yeah. Why would God, well, he wants a relationship. We've talked about that. Sure. But that's just an amazing, amazing thing that I'm going to mark you, and, I, and I'm going to mark you with the seal. But the, the my favorite part of this, this whole verse happens in verse 14. Okay. Who is de, a deposit. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. Stop right there. Yep. Oh, my goodness. When you deposit something in the bank, right? you deposit money in the bank, you're going to withdraw that out at some point. Oh, yeah. God's doing the same thing. Yeah. He has given us a deposit, guaranteeing our acceptance, guaranteeing our inheritance. There's no reason for any of us to ever say, boy, I sure hope I'm going to get to heaven. Right. We, we know we can know we're going to heaven. It's, it's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. And if God says it, it's going to be true. Yeah. So that is just incredible. It's guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. Mm. <laughs> He's going to take us home. Yeah. So this should this honestly should be on everybody's Mount Rushmore. Well, it should be. And, you know, maybe we've talked a few people into claiming this verse as their Mount Rushmore verse because it is. It, it is so weighty. You know, I want to get back to that seal because okay. we still use seals today. We do. You know, if you've got some, you know, official documents, they're going to have a raised seal on it. You mm-hmm. know, your birth certificate and, and, and property deeds and things like that have a raised seal. Yeah, the notary publics are the ones that, you, that do that. Yeah, right? you, you take it to them and, you know, and they say, well, this is, this is legit. It's bona fide. And that's, that's what that language is that Paul is using here, saying this is sealed. It's a guarantee. Uh, sometimes they would put badges on people, like slaves, I own you. Mm-hmm. So this is God saying, this is my person. These are my people. And I'm going to put my seal upon them, and and it's interesting, uh, you know. A lot of times we think, you know, what what are the signs that were sealed? And you say, well, you know, in the Old Testament you could say circumcision, mm-hmm. uh, in the New Testament we could say, well, it's baptism, or maybe it's the Lord's Supper, but it's the Holy Spirit. It's the himself. Holy Spirit. Yes, <laughs> isn't that fantastic? It's great. It's it's the Spirit of God living inside of us. Yeah. As guaranteeing our inheritance, right? There's oh, just, you know, so you know when people ask me, "Are you going to heaven?" I say, "Yes, I'm going. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm going." Yeah, because I've, I've I've got a seal, I've got the seal of the guarantee. Well, and also, you know how you know it, it says it's going it, to, it's a permanent thing. It, mm-hmm. It's not like we can do something to have that seal removed from us. Right. In fact, Paul comes back to this in Ephesians chapter 4. Okay. Have you looked at, at, ha- at chapter 4, verse 30? I have not looked at it. All right. Well, let, hold on to your socks. Okay. All right. 
And it says, remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Guaranteeing. All you know, the way through to the day of redemption. All the way. Yeah. That's, oh, well, I may have to add that one. If there's a fifth face <laughs> <laughs> ever added, yeah. I may add that one to mine. Yeah. But that's a, we are, we are out of time. Oh, we Is are. there anything else you want to say about it? Um, or do you want to go into an overtime uh, a bonus coverage? We can, we can do another. Oh, let's do that. Okay. We're going to do a bonus edition of Two Brothers, One Bible on this passage that is on my Mount Rushmore, which is Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and please listen to our next one. As for bonus coverage, (laughs) how do you like that? I love it. Okay, I'm Robert Wakefield. And I'm Peter Searson. And thanks so much for joining us today, and God bless. Thank you for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We want to encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and be sure and tell a friend.